Yo, what is going on, baby? Nathan Kennedy, the new money podcast, episode 80. Dang, bro, that's crazy, crazy, crazy. Thank you guys so much for your continued support. Man, 80 episodes, I feel like that's that's pretty crazy. So thank you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in. As usual, my friends, ask me any questions you guys have on Instagram as well as if you are listening on Apple Podcasts please leave me a review it really does help the show i saw that there was one new review in canada so thank you so much for whoever left that no ads today so we're just gonna jump into it what are we talking about well i wanted to talk about five books personal finance books that i am a big big fan of and i think they are very great places for you to start if you're into personal finance and you know a thing or two i think these are still fantastic books to read so I'm going to review them and uh, talk about why I like them so much. So let's just dive on into it, baby. Okay, so the first book I want to talk about is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Oh, man, I've probably read this book like I want to say three or four times. I really, really enjoyed this book. Now, it is an older book. I read the more refurbished version. I think it's like the newer version. Um, but this is a book that I think originally was written in 1938. Let me, let me check the time. Actually, I'm gonna check the time while I'm, while I'm talking to y'all, I'm gonna type it up. Let's, let's look it up. Where was it? Uh, it was, no, you can grow rich and grow rich. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. It came out 1937. What did I say? 38. So I was a year off, dude fucking this book's from the 30s and it's stood the test of time it's insane so essentially this book is a mindset oriented book and it really does kind of touch into that realm of um of of willing things into existence and the law of attraction and things like that i think that honestly 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 no matter if you're you know very skeptical of the hooey hooey and and like you know oh it's all bs I really think that there truly is a there truly is a factor of a self-fulfilling prophecy. For example, I think if you think, ah, fuck, I can't do it, it's like, man, it's gonna be it's next to impossible to do that. But a, you got a really good fighting chance um, to create wealth for yourself, to create um, uh, you know a life worth living, to create your dream life if you believe that that's possible for you, right? And uh, that's just to kind of like touch on some of what the book talks about, but it's really, really like old school um, language, which I really thought was really cool. And uh, man, I just I fucking, I just love the book because it just gets you so fired up and you really want to will things into existence. And I, I don't, again, don't really care where you, how you feel about all that law of attraction stuff. I think a lot of this, there's a ton to be learned in this book if you've never read it before. So I would definitely check that out. The second book. So Rich Dad, Poor Dad, probably heard it once or twice. Uh, this is a classic. This is really, again, one of those mindset books, a little bit more tangible stuff, you know, teaching you about assets, liabilities, etc. Uh, I've heard the author, Robert Kiyosaki's kind of I don't know, he's controversial to say the least, um, but I really do think this book has helped so, so many people um, just kind of like open up their mindset and, and really show them what's possible. So I think anybody, um, you know, can really benefit from reading this book and it, it introduces you to these topics and concepts and really gets your mind going. It's really motivational and there's a ton of value in it. So I definitely say go check that out. Number three, and this is literally my favorite book of all time, period. The Wealthy Barber by Dave Shelton. Oh my God, dude. 
This is my favorite book of all time. Like it's not even, it's not even close. This book is perfect. It's perfect. The guy's perfect. I, like, I, I love it. He makes personal finance so easy and digestible in this book. I like, oh man, I'm, I, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna reread this book. I'm gonna re-listen to this book, audiobook. Cause let's be real. We listen to books these days, you know what I'm saying? But uh, no, like it's so, so good. He talks about pretty much every topic that there is to talk about personal finance. He talks about budgeting, um, investing, how you can invest, um, why it's important to set up life insurance, why it's important to set up an estate, like really like holistic, like life planning stuff, really dope stuff. I'm such a big fan um, of the series that came out. You can check out The Wealthy Barber Returns. I actually haven't read that, but I'm probably going to now that I say that out loud. <laughs> so uh, again, another great book to start. And guys, really quick with all of these books, like I kind of just joked about, but I'm dead serious. Like there's so many audiobook platforms out there. Treat honestly these books like just like podcasts just pop them in listen to them you know fucking passively listen to them as you're like making dinner or going to work or what going for a walk or whatever um i really think it's just such an easy effortless way to get in this awesome content um and these books are really good at breaking down these these concepts and this book is just so digestible because you can just sit there and listen to it and in it's a story and it's just it's it's just a really enjoyable story you know you're really engaging really really engaging and um i can't say enough good things about this book for sure so the wealthy barber by dave shelton number three number four the intelligent investor by ben graham this is the investor's bible it's just you talk to any you know proper investor that's worth their salt they're going to point to this this is the bible um for for investors uh, this is Warren Buffett's, you know, mentor. And it basically, it's kind of a drier read. There's a lot of like, frankly, a lot of dry stuff in there. Um, but if you can weed through that, there's like, there's like infinite amounts of wisdom. So definitely would check that out. There's also, again, coming back to the audiobook thing, there is audiobook versions with uh, refurbished um, and, and summarized sections. So for example, it'll be like the chapter uh let's say let's say chapter one and then it would be chapter one explained kind of thing and so you can literally go through and just listen to chapter one explain chapter two explain and it's not like just like crazy condensed um it it, it literally captures the essence and everything that ben graham's trying to get across in the chapter um, without literally putting you to sleep and in a way that you can actually understand so uh, i would look out for that if you start reading the book or you start like looking into the book and you're like, man, this is like really dry. I would uh, either just hustle and get through it or I'd look for that sort of like uh, plain modern English version, definitely. So number four is The Intelligent Investor by Ben Graham. Number five is I Will Teach You To Be Rich by Ramit Sadie. So I actually just skimmed through this whole book, but I've been following Ramit Sadie for literally years um, and, and you know, I've, I've learned, listened to a lot of his blog posts be narrated on Optimal Finance Daily. Um, and everything that he's talked about in the book is stuff that he talks about in his blog. So it's all those concepts are very familiar to me, but I still skimmed through it and I really, really enjoyed it. And guys, he makes this shit so straightforward. I mean, just such an easy read. Um, he's no BS. He's very realistic. And he shows young adults how they can actually set up their finances and like and not like hate it, like literally and, and, and really set up a rich life for themselves is and, you know, money dials. I love that. I, I don't mean to ruin the book, but he talks about this concept of money dials. And I really enjoyed that. 
um, how you can kind of turn down one dial of your life and crank another one up and, you know, spending lavishly on yourself on the stuff that matters and and cutting mercilessly. I mercilessly, literally, I can't even fucking say that. Mercilessly, mercilessly. You, you get what I'm saying. Uh, you cut it down like crazy uh, and you crank up the other stuff. And I think that was really, you know, kind of put the personal finance space on blast with kind of that his sort of thinking. And again, I love that no BS approach. So really, really did enjoy that book. Um, I think it's such an easy read for anybody to start and really will build fundamentals. Again, with all these books, guys, these are just builds, right? You don't, it's ideal to listen to all of them, read all of them. Um, they're really, really great. For sure would recommend that. And then really quick, guys, I did want to um, shout out this book. It's not really that fucking good, honestly. I, You know what? You always hear like the top five books of 2020. But like, I'm sitting here being like, yeah, here's a book, special mention that I do want to throw in. Wasn't overall a great book. I remember, so it's called Millionaire by 30. So that title just intrigued the shit out of me when I first, I was like, yeah, I want to be a millionaire by 30, baby. And, you know, at the end of the book, he just starts talking about fucking investing in life insurance. And you're like, ah, damn it. It's one of these ones. But there was like a key takeaway that I got from that book that really sort of like resonated with me and still resonates with me uh, to this day. And it's this idea of return on equity. So basically what he talks about in the book is that, you know, you could go out and buy a house and put all your cash and buy it with cash and it would, it would just sit there, but the dollars would literally be trapped in your house. What does that mean? You think the dollars are, are the dollars in jail? Like, no, okay, so this is what they mean. If you buy a house out in, outright in cash, that cash is only generating the appreciation from like the house, right? And it's it's going up, right? And so you could still get that same appreciation if you were to, for example, take money out of that house and go invest it elsewhere. Now you're still generating the same amount of a return on your asset. Let's say, okay, so let's talk about an example. Let's break it down. Let's say you have a house for $100,000. Let's say you own it free and clear, basically meaning you don't owe any money on it. And let's say that it goes up by 10%, right? Now that's a 10% return on your equity, right? Because you own $1,000, $100,000, right? Get a 10% return, pretty cool. And now you have 110,000. But what if you took $50,000, you took a loan against your house of $50,000, you went and got another house for $100,000, now you have two homes you have the same amount of equity. It's just spread across two properties now. But now in this example, if both houses were to go up by 10%, now your $50,000 is generating $10,000, right? Now that's 20% return on equity in one property and then 20% return on equity in another. Pretty fucking good. And now your net return is 20 grand, right? Because $100,000, 10%, you get the 10 grand there, get the 10 grand there, and your $50,000 is now working harder because it's in two properties. And so you're getting more return on your ownership of those two properties. You're controlling more assets and you're getting a better return as a result because your equity is spread across different assets. So if that didn't make sense to you, totally understand. Maybe I'll do an episode more in depth on leverage and sort of how that works, but go back and listen to this, right? It's about spreading it out. Again, if, you, if you're if you not in the whole debt thing, you'd rather just fucking 
pile money into your mortgage and pay it all down like that's cool man like do that invest for the long term pay it down own free clear like bro whatever it's all good but i want you to know the financial implications of that and so that's why i wanted to to mention and i kind of like it's not even about the book i kind of just wanted to throw that little like idea of you know return on equity um that is like kind of high level but it's like really important to understand and so yeah millionaire by 30 and i wouldn't recommend reading it but that was a huge takeaway for me so that was pretty much it i just wanted to talk about those few books uh just share go check them out um obviously i'm not getting paid to promote that at all but all those books, all those things that we talked about just now are things that really, really helped me, really gave me a better perspective on personal finance, really taught me a lot. And I think that if you haven't read one of them um, or any of them, um, that's like definitely something you can do. Go, you know, you can go purchase the book. You can download the audiobook. There's free audiobook apps that you can get a free trial and leverage a trial and fucking delete it and get it off and get it for free. It's amazing. There's so many things that you could do. Um, so I just really want to encourage you guys to go out. You know, there's resources out there. There's books out there. There's so many things you can do to educate yourself. And I think this is another way that you can do that. So check out those books. Go look for other personal finance books. There's a ton of fantastic ones that we haven't covered here. But yeah, that's pretty much all I have for you, my friends. Thank you so, so much for tuning in. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. But for now, I'm out this mother. Peace.